Welcome back to Have a Map, where we talk all things career. I'm your host, Mamadou Njai. Oh, this is the first podcast of the new year, which is beautiful. Great energy. Uh, loving that. First podcast of 2021. And what better way to do it with a, a former uh, Dim Events intern, which is also really, really cool. So, uh, but before we get to our guest for today, I want to introduce my co-host, Sarah Jordan. Sarah, say what's up. How's everything going? Everything's going uh, pretty good, Mo. The day's coming to the end, and I'm just ready to sit back and relax in my place, have dinner and all that stuff, and just enjoy myself uh, after we do this whole, you know, podcast thing here. Beautiful, beautiful. And today is, you're the second intern who's done a podcast on their last day of the internship. So, you know, in a different bracket for yourself. So just remember that. Um, But transitioning into our guest today, um, like I said, our guest is a former Dim Events intern. Actually, I think Anna was in the second group right after we started doing Dim Events full time. Um, So super, super good uh, intern who contributed a lot to our internship program. so Anna, can you introduce yourself? Say what's up to everyone at home. What's up everybody? Um, I'm Anna. I currently live in Boston. Um, I went to Michigan State for undergrad and right now I'm working for Green Tech Media, which is a clean energy B2B news publication. So we do market analysis, conferences, and right now I run all of the digital marketing for our events. So that's what I'm up to right now. Wow, you do all the, di- that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Anna's a boss. It's a big job. (laughs) Gotta watch out. Gotta watch out. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, you gave us a a, a understanding of your job, right? But what does that really mean, right? What are you doing, you know, on your job? Like, how did, you know, how does that work, right? On a day-to-day kind of basis? What does that look like? Um, Managing our social media presence, running email campaigns, um, you know, creating briefs for paid campaigns as well, and um, managing our website. So it's a lot, it's a lot all at once, and you kind of have to just really plan everything out. Um, otherwise, you'll, it's like sink or swim throughout the year, so. No, I can imagine, yeah. Social media is a, a handful, to say the least, so you got to constantly be on top of it. I'm sure you can relate as well, Sarah. Sarah was working on some of our social media as well. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, helping Mo with a few social media pages and I realized that we always have to be like almost like one or two, several steps ahead of like, you know, everything, make sure that we knew what we were doing, when, when things were posted, how and all that. And I'll admit, it was a lot more intricate than I originally thought, but I did learn a lot during uh, the, the time I uh, worked on this internship. Definitely. Social media is a tricky, a tricky topic because the algorithms always change and you never really know. You just have to like kind of keep up with it as it goes. Yeah, even like throughout the internship, I learned that like people, like it's really like how many people uh come to our social media pages in terms of audience it changes like every week like it's never consistent we always have to switch up like and kind of predict like okay this is when the the most amount of people are going to visit this site and stuff like that and we, we, we can't really predict these things even like maybe a few days ahead of time we always have to be on top of things 
Definitely. Um, so when talking a little bit about that, uh, I think I'm going to hand it over to Sarah to really understand the backstory to all of that. Sure. So um, I was wondering, so uh, what did you do uh, like before, during college and even after that led you to uh, working where you're at right now? Um, so before I started college, I actually wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, which is like way opposite of what I'm doing right now. Um, so I started out as like a human bio major and I took one semester of classes and I was like, this is, this is not for me. I need something that I can be creative in. Um, and I couldn't do studio art, but I found creative advertising at Michigan State. They have like a really good program. Um, so I found that and I started doing that and I fell in love with it. I could create every single week, we'd get a brief and we would have to create entire campaigns on our own and really work on our graphic design skills. Um, and so during college, I also worked on like PR was my minor. So I was part of like the student PR association, PRSSA. Um, I was in a sorority, so I got to do a lot of their social media stuff and create graphics for them. Um, so just always like figuring out a way that I can use the skills that I'm learning in school. And then um, the program was always very like agency focused. Um, so I was always trying to like go that route, but getting in an agency is a lot harder than it seems. Um, you either have to know someone or have to have like a lot of experience or like a really, really good portfolio that makes you stand out. So after I graduated, I kind of hit a dead end with the agency route and I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, so I was just trying to find an internship, get some experience. And then I found Dim Events. So then I started being the creative content intern for them. And it taught me a lot of skills that I just now use for my work and my job now a lot. Um, just being like on site at events, set up, breakdown taking photos during the events without disrupting, you know, what was going on. So those kind of skills I was able to take and transfer to my position now. That's awesome. <laughs> the whole journey and everything, really. I, I totally get where you're coming from, too. Like, originally, I didn't really, like, before college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure of, like, where I would go. Uh, even for the first two semesters of college, I was undecided. I was undeclared, actually. Uh, and I chose communications uh, around like year three uh, because like I wanted to do something with like uh, TV, film, media stuff. I was always interested in that. And communications was like, you know, kind of in that in that area in the whole media space. So I chose that uh, and it went well. Uh, uh, and I minor in cinema studies as well. And I, I think I like, I, I don't know about Excel, but I did well in them at least. Uh, but then like over, it actually took the pandemic for me to decide, okay, maybe I should try social media out, see how this works for me. Um, so I actually took a certificate class at DePaul um, and I earned my certificate. And after that, I, uh, I applied for a different events, got the internship and basically took what I learned from that class onto uh, this internship. And now I've got a better grasp at the whole social media uh, marketing experience. And it's been great, honestly. Very good. Yeah, I feel like that one thing is it's always interesting to realize that, you know, the job or the career you think you want when you first start college. So when you end always change in some shape or form, 
um, based on your experiences. That's why I also feel like internships are so important because it's going to teach you what you don't want to do. And it's going to teach you what you do want to do. Right. And I think that's why like taking an internship, obviously I'm biased because we have our dim events internship, but um, which I think is the best internship in the world. <laughs> but um, I, I do think, you know, it helps you to figure it out in, in your life path. So I think that's so important. Right. And I didn't think that I was going to stay in events and I ended up staying in events. And I was like, wow, I did a lot of this at my internship and I get to use it now. So it ended up being like a really good match. <laughs> that's so cool. What was the, uh, I'm just curious, as far as like, did you go to Boston right after your DIM events internship? No, there was, um, I think it was like a couple months that I was just applying to a lot of places and doing interviews. Um, and I reached out to a family friend, I think in like March, cause he posted about a sales job and I was like, I, I need something to do. So I reached out to him and he was like, actually we have this marketing job that I think would be like a much better fit for you. And it, the description was like exactly what I was looking to do. And was like the perfect combination of all the skills that I had accumulated from like undergrad and internship and I moved to Boston like a month after I found out about it so it was wow. like very quick turnaround that is wow all the way to Boston had you ever been to Boston before or not really um I'd been here once before I so I kind of grew up in I grew up like half my life in New York so I'd taken like one or two trips here but didn't really remember anything about it um, and then the next time I came here, I was looking for an apartment by myself. So it was like a big jump from like the last trip that I had here. <laughs> that is very cool. Oh my gosh. So let's talk a little bit about pre and post COVID, right? Um, what did your job look like pre COVID? And now what does it look like post COVID? Or maybe it hasn't changed that much it's definitely changed like tremendously. I last year was just like every time we thought we figured something out, a wrench got thrown in and we had to solve it all over again. Um, pre COVID I was traveling like every other month for like a week, I'd have to spend in another city for an event. Um, so, you know, you kind of get like antsy being in the office like every day. So it was like a nice break to have that I get to travel, go somewhere else and then come back and kind of reset. Um, but now all of our events had to move to a virtual platform. So most of my days are just like in my apartment, on my computer. Like I take breaks to take my dog for a walk and I try and fit in some time for me as I can throughout the day, but it's mostly just like at my computer all day long. <laughs> wow. And were a lot of those events in different cities or were they all mainly? Yeah. Um, we had one in Austin, Texas, San Diego, Colorado, like it was just all over. Um, so it was, it was really fun to travel that much my first year of my job. And then it was like, oh, okay, pandemic's gonna happen. You can't go anywhere for the rest of the year. So. And for virtual events, cause I know that's one thing that we're doing virtual pre-recorded, all of that good stuff. How has that transition been? Has it been something where, do you like virtual more? because you don't have to do as much or do you think it's more on the production side? Um, it's definitely more effort on the production side. 
um you have to create like an entire run of show and like have everything down to the second especially because we do like live broadcasted events so like everything has to be right down to the second and has to be exactly how it is in the run of show and like live events the biggest thing was just like getting the speaker to show up and making sure that they like close the conversation on time so you can get to the next panel mm -hmm. um i think in-person events were like more of a physical effort just like being there all day long and having to be on and like talking to clients all day um yeah. but there was like more of a reward for the in-person events because you got to go to a new city and like afterwards you get to hang out with all of your coworkers and like go to dinner and like stuff like that so that those kind of things i do miss a lot about the in-person events no nah, that's really cool yeah i like that social interaction is really the tough part of these virtual events because like you can chat someone on like the chat function or like a few like you know chat over the zoom call or whatever but you don't get that same social interaction that's always tough yeah we see that from our attendees too like they all like the one-to-one -one networking is like huge for them and the virtual side like it's just really hard to kind of have that same conversation or like same natural like flow of conversation when you're like meeting someone for the first time just like over a computer screen yeah there's something about like just meeting up front with someone that's just more you know that's more i don't know how to describe it but i guess personal might be the best word for it like you really get to know that person well and you can usually do the same for uh virtual wise as well but i don't know the experience is just it's just very different it's just not as like i can't it's not as like you can get to know this person you get to know this person well but it will probably be better if you met like face to face sort of thing. kind of like i don't know i feel like in a way we're still like all adapting to this whole you know having to meet virtually and i don't know personally i can't really wait until like we can finally get out there and just go back to somewhat normalcy again yeah, because when you meet people in person, you kind of like feel their energy and like really feel like who they are as a person and like over the over the computer, you still do, but it's like kind of, it's just not the same. So yeah, I hope, fingers crossed, we can get it all together by the second half of the year. <laughs> no, that's so real. That's so real. And one thing I always think is interesting is climbing the corporate ladder right i know this has been your like first years really going into that corporate space but what opportunities have you really seen for yourself for networking and and kind of growing within your company um that you think are valuable you know that others who might you know be on that same journey could really take from what you've learned i think it's um can you repeat the question? Sorry, I like lost my train of thought. No, no, you're all good. So I was saying, what um, what values um, as far as networking or like mobility, like growing within the company, have you learned while like being there in that first year when it wasn't like COVID, right? Because yeah. um, I feel like there's always opportunities and, and students are always looking for, what can I do to like make that network, right? Or, or build that that connection with a coworker or someone in upper management to help me get to that next level where I want to be. Yeah, um, 
I think like before being in this corporate world, like the word networking, like terrified me. Like I would just like freeze up and I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want to talk to people. Like, what am I going to do? Um, but I think now I've learned, like, it's really just about like connecting with the person on like, you know, just like a personal level, like getting to know them, getting, just having like a normal conversation. Like it doesn't have to be exactly about work or whatever, but as long as you like make that connection with someone, that's great. And they'll remember you. Like I've, you know, gone at, my company has like happy hours where they get everyone together. And like, I've had to get an Uber ride with the president of the company before. And like, I never expected that to happen. And I was able to like talk to him for like almost an hour at this happy hour, just like chatting about whatever. Um, but like, that's just something like, you know, I'm like, he's, I never thought that I would ever have that chance. So just like really just taking the opportunity to get to know everybody and not being scared of, you know, talking about yourself and talking to somebody else. So nah, that's so real. Okay. So um, I guess what I could, uh, you might have, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, so uh, I guess if you could, can you go more into like what your daily work life is uh, at your job right now? Like what like was it wor like working like with, uh, what was it, social media and also like websites, something like that? I'm sorry. I yeah. Um, so just managing our website and stuff. So right now um, I'm really like deep diving into the planning for this year. And um, for that, like, you know, we have our event sector and then there's also like webinars that we run podcasts like all of that kind of content so you have to like fit in to this like giant calendar with like all this other content that's going out from the same email address um so that's kind of like something that's like a big thing to figure out for me and then um day-to-day -day, like scheduling out your posts so you can like get through all of your other tasks during the day because you know posting on social media can take up like a lot of your time. Um, so having these tools to like have all of your content written and have all of your photo assets ready to go and you can just like schedule them and post them and like kind of set it and forget it is like a big um, tool that we have. Um, and there's also just like now that in the you know post COVID world, it's a lot of meetings. Like some days I just have like back to back to back like meetings on conference calls and like it's impossible to get something done like a lot of things done when you're on calls all day and you don't realize like you like look at your clock and you're like oh it's three o'clock and I haven't done anything because I've been on the phone all day um so that's another piece that it's kind of like taken over my day to day um so it's important to like also block out time on your calendar so you know people don't just like overrun your whole diary with like a bunch of meetings throughout the, throughout the week. Um. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about two things that I think is really interesting. It's like one is tools, right? And the other one is scheduling. So real quick, what tools do you think people who might be interested in social media should be navigating or trying to have some type of understanding um, to utilize when they try to make that transition into the real world. Definitely. Um, Google Analytics, if you can start learning how to use that platform, that's going to be a big asset for like tracking web traffic and tracking how all of your um, paid campaigns are doing. 
And then Salesforce is really key for reporting. So your business will know like what you are personally bringing to the table. Um, and then I, we use Sprout Social to schedule our social media posts, but there's a lot of other um, platforms available. So like just kind of familiarizing yourself with like one of them. I know Sprout's like one that's really commonly used. So maybe that and um, like Hootsuite or something like that to learn. And then Pardot for email marketing is huge. Like I had to learn how to use Pardot and it took me a few months to get hand the hang of it because there's just so many different things that you can do with that platform. So those are like the major ones that I would say, teach yourself like as much as you can before you start. Very interesting. And the last thing was scheduling, right? How do you go about from like, maybe not having as much of a busy schedule, having a super busy schedule now in the, in the workforce? How did you work on like finding best practices for that transition? It's, uh, it's kind of just like, you kind of have to learn as you go. And, you know, like before I had a scheduling tool for social media, like we have news articles that come out, you know, like four or five, like every single day or more. So I would have to like wait until like a certain mark during the day to like post stuff. And that was like, I can't keep looking at the clock all day long and like trying to figure out the best time to post this. Um, so just like really like prioritizing your tasks and making sure like everything is done and you can just, um, yeah, I think just prioritization is like the biggest thing. Cause like, I know I can get like really unorganized and then everything feels like a mess. So if you prioritize yourself and your tasks, well, you it scheduling kind of just like falls into that. No, that's perfect advice. I that that is some great advice. Even for me, I was like, oh, that's good, <laughs> really good. Uh, I'll pass it back to Sarah then. All right. Uh, I guess while we're talking about like the whole job thing and and all, um, uh, do you have like any advice for like anyone who is you know kind of struggling a bit uh, to you know find a job in their career field or the place they want to be in and you know how they could you know try to you know climb up the I don't know pedestal stairs whatever metaphor we want to use here. Uh, and you know, reach that goal that they've been uh, they, they've been trying to get for so long of you know, finally a, a, I'm sorry, I'm terrible at wording this. Uh, basically, like, do you have any advice for people who are struggling out there and how they could reach the uh, goal of getting the job that they want in their field? Yeah, I would say um, don't get stuck on one position just because it's like your ideal position like there are a lot of other positions out there that can incorporate skills that you have you just kind of have to like make it work for you and just really look at like what you've done in the past and how you can transfer those to this position um and even if it doesn't seem obvious like there's there's probably a way um and also reaching out to like whoever you know like anyone like I, that like I said like I reached out to a family friend that I hadn't talked to in like 12 years and I found this like perfect position which is like kind of just like a once in a once in a lifetime thing but um you know I would just say like don't get don't be too hard on yourself 
Um, and when you're interviewing, like the thing that I learned during interviews was like, you know, you could have all these really great skills, but if you don't really get along with the person that you're talking to, like, you're probably not going to be a good fit for that company. So it's really important to just make sure like the person you're interviewing with, like you have a good conversation with them and like, it's light and you don't feel like, you know, kind of like a deer in headlights every time you have to answer a question. That's perfect. Great, great advice. And to kind of wrap things up, let's talk music. This is almost always my favorite part to talk about. Um, if you could kind of sum up, maybe, maybe we'll, let's do holiday break, right? Your holiday from Christmas to like New Year's. What song choice or maybe album or musician would you pick? It doesn't have to be all three. You can just pick one of them. Um, I would say Good Days by SZA. I've been listening to that on repeat since it came out. Um, it just like that song is just, you know, you're just like, all right, let's take, because after 2020, it's like, oh my God, like, give me, give me a break. So this, kind of, this song really gives you like good energy and you're like, it's going to be fine. There are good days ahead. Everything's going to be good. <laughs> so I've been listening to a lot of SZA and um, Tierra Whack too. Mm. Love that. Love that. Sarah, what about you? Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think. I've heard so many. I, I listen to so many types of music out there. It's hard for me to choose. Um, well, what was the song? Uh, darn it. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, like you, Anna, because, you know, 2020 and all that, I decided to... Uh, I looked up on YouTube and there's this parody video of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, basically recapping everything that happened over the year. And I look back and I laugh. I also, I listen to the actual song itself. It's actually a really good song. So I guess, you know, uh, finish off the year by recapping the year and then let's just move on from there, basically. I love that. I love that. I, um, I'm going to go with, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt song, Politics as Usual, because I just think it's just the life, you know, things as usual is just kind of going along, not the same, but pretty similar mm -hmm. at the underlying belly of everything that's kind of persisting and moving forward, so. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Nice. Well, Thank you so much for joining the podcast tonight. Um, we truly appreciate it. And before we end our podcast, we always love to give our guests a round of applause because that's just what we do. Show love. That's how we got to do it in 2020 and 2021 and beyond. So just keeping that same energy. So we just want to thank you so much, Anna, for jumping on here tonight. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was a great talk. So Of course. And to all of you who are listening, uh, whether this is your morning routine, your afternoon routine, or the routine of you listening before you go to sleep. Peace out. Skr, skr.